Welcome to the podcast. Um, so today we have a very special guest joining us. Um, her name is Eliza May and she's a Birmingham-based singer-songwriter. We're really excited to have her on the podcast. So thank you so much for coming today, Eliza. Thank you. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm so excited. I know. I was, I was thinking, as I messaged you the other, like, when I messaged you about this, we followed each other on Instagram for quite a while and I just, I never yeah. even thought to, like, ask or anything. And I just thought, why not? I'll give it a stab in the dark. I'm um, so glad you did. <laughs> thank you so much. Okay, so firstly, can you tell us a little bit about you, kind of when, when and where did your love of music come from and songwriting and all that? Where's that all come from? Yeah, so I have been really involved in music and just loving music since a very young age. I think the first time I was like properly introduced to anything musical was probably around the age of like two or three, which is really, really wow. young. But yeah, like my, my mom, my nan, they'd always sing to me. And so I think I picked it up from them. But yeah, I apparently could already sing at the age of three, but I couldn't actually sing. I was just like copying what people were doing. <laughs> so I thought I could sing, but really I was just copying people. Um, but yeah, I've from then I basically had a love for instruments. And so when I was going through school, I tried to learn every instrument possible. And mm. I was singing as well. I was just kind of trying to do everything and anything because <laughs> I could. Um, and yeah, I started songwriting maybe when I was about 11 or 12. Okay. Um, I can't remember why I started I think I just thought if I'm going to be a singer I have to write my own songs yeah. <laughs> so I just tried to give it a go and at first oh my god it was terrible I was writing such terrible lyrics <laughs> like oh I can't yeah, it, it traumatizes um, me <laughs> literally so I, I also did the same thing I was I'll say writing songs when I was around that yeah. um, my dad used to like make loads of like music and backing jacks and stuff and I thought oh I can I can write lyrics on top of this and at the time I thought these lyrics were like the best thing since sliced bread and then <laughs> um, looking back it's like ah uh, no yeah I, I can't look back I've got like a book full of songs I'm like I can't touch that this is traumatizing I like it looks like it's a diary it's that full of stuff <laughs> <God>. <laughs> I mean I had a, an old yeah. YouTube channel I had both my songs on there and I, had yeah. to, I, I just had to get rid of them because oh my god songs were gonna haunt me forever so yeah yeah I think YouTube's a bit of a tricky one as well because once it's up it's up like everyone can see it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. oh yeah amazing so nice like do you have any like, direct influences like such as like artists um, you mentioned your, your mom and your nan that have influenced yeah. you the artists that you are yeah, so I think because my mom and I were very supportive, like that just really helped. But in terms of like artists, I really looked up to. I loved Paramore when I was younger. I loved Hayley Williams' Vibe. Um, I'm really into like a lot of like indie pop, indie rock, anything in those kind of genres. I was there. And then when I was younger, I loved like All Time Low, The Main, like the classic like rock bands or <laughs> pop punk bands. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that was where like a lot of my listening, like music taste came from. And then as I grew up, I loved, oh, I loved Avril Lavigne when I was younger. Absolutely yeah. loved Avril Lavigne. She was a queen. Um, and then I loved uh, Frank Turner. Wait, I what? Know. I know. Who? Avril Lavigne. You don't know who Avril Lavigne is? 
You've definitely heard some of her songs. Is that the one that everyone thought died and all that? I was going to ask you about that. Did yeah. you ever believe the conspiracy theory oh. about her? No. So I heard the conspiracy <laughs> like way later down the line. I was like, what? How can people think hmm. of that? But then I think it, I heard more about it when she released her like self-titled album that had like Hello Kitty on it and oh, yeah. some like weirder stuff. And I was like, what is going on? <laughs> I was confused. <laughs> I also love like a bit of Frank Turner. Um, I love the kooks. Like, I think I just pull from everywhere though at this point. Like, if I've listened to it, I've probably got a little bit of, of that in my songs. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely go snobs, 100%. I, I've been like once. My mum was like, don't go to snobs. And I was like, but why? I've been once. <laughs> really? It's, it's, only, yeah. it's like the indie spot, isn't it? Like... Wow. So when I used to go out in town, I used to go to propaganda, but then that doesn't exist anymore now. It's, no. They closed it. So yeah. I would be there. So funny story, I used to busk on New Street and the people that were promoting for propaganda would throw free entries into my busking case. So I'd be there every week for free. What? I'd be like, yes, get me in. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. You just start busking. <laughs> you do, honestly. It's incredible. <laughs> wow. So I guess that kind of answers my, my next question, I guess, of like, um, did you always know that you wanted to be like, a kind of alternative indie pop artist or was this kind of something that you did and thought like oh you know this works I think it's a little bit of both so yeah. I, I basically thought I, I always wanted to be a singer that was like the goal the end goal but yeah. I just didn't know my sound and I think hmm. I found my sound after like my first year of uni because I did a degree in popular music Oh, so awesome. everything on that course was just full on they threw you in the deep end like they were like be an artist basically yeah. <laughs> um it was a lot of fun, but I was basically taught things as I went along. So I think, yeah, when I was about 19, I figured out exactly what my sound was. And then, it, yeah, it's just grown from there. Awesome. So with, say, for music, like current state of music, which, let's be honest, I don't actually know what's going on anymore. <laughs> you've got like, Takashi69, and he's like, he was like the biggest thing since sliced bread, and now you've got mumble rappers. So in the music like industry... How do you see mm -hmm. like, the popularity of your genre of music going forward, etc.? That's a good question. I've never been asked anything like that. Wow. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I think I think it's going to be quite popular, but I don't really know. I think my genre is indie pop, and maybe at a push it's alternative indie pop because I take things from like I don't know the Kooks and Frank Turner, but then I also take things from like more mellow artists. So I'm kind of like a middle ground, but I think it could become more popular. It kind of has a little bit of everything for some songs like yeah I know my mum likes it yeah. so <laughs> as, as, as we said you know music changes so much all the time and I think one thing that might be really popular now like Takeshi 69 and all that kind of stuff might in a couple of months a couple of years not be that popular and things yeah. always kind of come in and out of fashion I guess I, ha I hate to use that term but you know things come in and out of fashion all the time and so I don't know I guess yeah <laughs> Yeah, I, I completely agree. I feel like some of the stuff that I used to listen to, I'm now, I'm now like, why did I listen to that? I don't like it as much as I did. Like, my playlists are always changing. Yeah, all the time. And I think it's good, yeah. though, because change is always good and there's always going to be something new coming out. And I guess that will also give you more influence for your music in the future. Definitely. Yeah, no, one of the biggest things I take inspiration from is seeing like live music and listening to other people's music because without me listening to that, I don't think I'd know what I am myself, realistically. As you say, you, you know, you've got to just kind of find your sound and find what works and all that kind of stuff. So amazing. Yeah.
So I know that you released your first EP, The Fall, in 2019. Yeah. Um, so how yeah. did it feel for you? Was that kind of always a dream of yours? And like, how did it feel to be able to actually do it? Okay, so it was a dream, but it was a very hard working dream. Yeah. <laughs> so all of the music on that EP I recorded in my last year of uni, and it was like a rush job near the end. So the title track was done in two weeks because it was for a project yeah I know it was I went to Liverpool because my friend I was like I need help so I went to my friend it was for a project where you had to collaborate with other musicians okay. and my friend went to um Lipper Liverpool Institute of Performing Arts and so I was like who better yeah. <laughs> someone that goes there so her name's Amelia she's incredible but um she played the keys on it and we were there at about maybe six o'clock at night until like 11 o'clock at night just trying to sort like the guitar the keys the drum beat so that track was a real rush job and then the next week I went back to Cornwall because I did my degree in Cornwall so at Liverpool Birmingham Cornwall yeah <laughs> yeah and then we like just mixed and mastered it and I got my friend um Sophie Snelling who actually plays guitar on all of the tracks um to just throw the guitar down in like a three-hour period throw the guitar <laughs> down I love that throw it down <laughs> <laughs> she's incredible she can like send me tracks and I'll be like how does that fit with my music? It makes it sound incredible. I don't, I can't, I just can't. <laughs> but yeah, that was like a real quick one. And everything was rushed near the end of the year as well. So I had two months to kind of like record everything and make sure it was how I wanted it. But um, yeah, it worked out in the end. And then I released it the next year, so. Amazing. Yeah. And like, I guess, you know, as I say, when I was, you know, writing, writing songs oh, back God. in the day. <laughs> it's your level compared to Lewis's level. Yeah, you are on a very different, different level. Very oh. different level, right? Um, but I think when I was younger, again, a dream of mine was to be like, oh, release an EP, become a single, this and that. And I guess yeah. it must feel so kind of fulfilling and so amazing to actually have that dream as a kid. And then one day to be like, oh my God, I've got an EP and it's released and it's on all these, pro like platforms yeah. and stuff I, I bet that just feels incredible it's mental like the first so I released the fall as a single first and I, I did it maybe in I think it was March or April 2018 and so right. I was still at uni and I remember being like oh my god it's one minute to midnight my track's gonna be on Spotify the next day I was so excited and then when I had the EP launch as well I did it at um the Prince of Wales Cambridge Street so it's behind like uh, like any, any sees it oh, yeah, the, um, whatever the, that massive theatre is <laughs> yeah there's one in town yeah I thought you were gonna so, say the one in Mosley I was like yeah <laughs> oh, no I do love that one though <laughs> no it's kind of like by the library it's in that kind okay, of like yeah. area um and I luckily got the venue for free like and we just made money from like merch and just the people coming in and giving us good vibes basically um but yeah, it was mental. I had all this all this merch. I came with boxes of merch, like just ready for people because I'd saved up so much money beforehand just so I could have all this ready. That's I still got thing. like half that merch. Yes, yeah, see, like that's kind of where I want us to be at one stage, you know. With you me. will. I, want to be, like, I believe in you. Podcast merch. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's incredible. I'd like, your podcast merch. <laughs> Oh, thank you. Do you have like a shop where like, you know, so do you have the web website, etc. Do you have like a shop where people can actually buy your merch and single? So I do on Bandcamp. I don't on my actual website yet because I'm, I'm going to rebrand that just before I release new stuff. So that'll be later this year. You're the first to know. <laughs> but yeah, on my Bandcamp, I have... <laughs> but yeah, on my Bandcamp, there's everything there. You can buy the t-shirts, the badges, the physical EPs, anything you want. <laughs> 
Amazing. Oh, that's good. That's good. So all the songs on the EP. Yeah. What is the most meaningful one? And what is your favourite one at the same time? Or are they both? Oh, okay. So meaningful, I'd say The Fall, because I wrote that from like another person's perspective, but I added elements of like my own life as well. So that was a real like head versus heart kind of song. So it's all about like whether you want to go for like the opportunity. Yeah. And like, just give it a go, like trust your heart or like just listen to your head and be like, oh, should I be doing this? Am yeah. I not? <laughs> so that was that vibe. And the whole instrumentation kind of starts really mellow and then really builds to kind of like, yeah, get that kind of vibe. And then it goes really quiet at the end to kind of represent like inner thoughts, just yeah. being calm. Um, but my favorite song is probably I Plead, just because it's so much fun to play. It's the last track of the EP and it's, I remember listening to a band called Skinny Living and they had this really funky, like, two-string, two like, I don't, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like this funky little riff thing that was played literally on wow. two strings. And I was like, I want to do something like that. <laughs> <laughs> so I tried, I was like fiddling about and I came up with something really funky. And yeah, I just showed it to my band and they were like, oh, we can put something to this. And it was like a jam session. It wrote itself. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's really nice. That's really cool. I'm low-key jealous and I'm not even into me. I'm like high-key jealous. <laughs> like, I am very high-key jealous. Throughout your career, like from your start up until like right now, what would you say is kind of your most rewarding moment and your most challenging moment? Oh, okay. I think the best thing that I could think of for this question, the answer's kind of both of them, was when I was busking. Okay. So before I like played on any stages before I did any open mics I basically just took all my equipment and went down to New Street and just yeah. busked I did this maybe just before I went to uni and then busking actually carried me through the whole of my degree and without it I probably wouldn't be the artist I am at all because when you're busking people either really really care and are really nice or they do not care at all and they just walk past <laughs> And then you get the weird people in between that come up to you, but not because like you're playing, it's because they've got like other motives. So they'll like either want to jump on the mic or they'll oh be God. like looking for money. And I'll be like, Especially <laughs> people in town. I've seen so many people in town go up to buskers and just be like, hello, can I take the mic, please? Oh, yeah. <laughs> my, my number one rule is like, if you can do it off the mic, then you can do it on the mic. Like, yeah, it's, it's a lot of expensive equipment. I don't want it ruined. Of course. That's yeah. incredible though that you say it, that experience got you through uni. Yeah so um, in terms of like my jobs and stuff I I struggled in the job department because all I want to do is make music. Yeah. So I was a student ambassador which was a great time, loved that job, was very me, just got to chat to people about the uni and why I like the music course which is great um, and <laughs> yeah. then I did I worked for three months in a fudge shop and that was traumatizing oh, wow. for me. Yeah. Oh no traumatizing the whole experience was terrible because they didn't really pay me enough because I was only 19 like the, the wage wasn't quite there yet yeah. and also I was like oh I really really need like the time to do my music because it's you know I'm paying money to go to the course like nine grand a year you know <laughs> so um yeah forget the course I'm making the fudge <laughs> but yeah I, I worked there and I just I couldn't do it so then I ended up busking to carry like my income going um and I also made like a lot of friends through busking like there's people in different year groups that I met and who did like photography and videography and I'm still like friends with them now because I met them through busking that's amazing that's so classic busking is that much of, is busking a well-paying job 
it depends where you go and it depends on like your voice what you're doing so when I was here in like Birmingham yeah. I'd always bring a friend so we could do like harmonies and stuff if I wanted percussion we might bring a kahan like just bash about on that really I've also now got like a harmony pedal so there's loads you can do with more than just one person and it's a bit safer so yeah of course, yeah, of course. yeah I thought, I thought you had to have a license for bus is that true um so it depends so in Birmingham you don't oh. but like I know like in Stratford for example you do need to like book a slot I think or have a license it's one or the other um but every different place you go has different rules Right, well, I'm going to New Street tomorrow, then I'm going to bring yes. my microphone in the back of Jack. Honestly, do it. I'd be there. I'll be there. <laughs> Don't know what I'm singing yet, but do you know what? We'll make it up on the day. Forget it. Don't you worry. I, I had, like, a list on my phone. I was like, which one haven't I done yet? That'd be me. I'd be like, okay, so I've done Beyonce four times. Can't yep. really do that again. I'm sick of that. Yes. So talking about busking and, obviously, the music industry, etc. with this COVID... Yeah. And it's lockdowns. How would you say that's affected you and your music? Oh, it makes everything so slow, honestly. So before COVID, I was literally about to record my next, like my next EP that's coming, um, like with the band in a studio. It probably would have been out last year. It would have sounded great, but because I'm having to like send files to the internet, and then everyone's got different things going on as well now. Like some people are at home, some people are, are working right now. Like it's just been a whole year of me going have you finished that part? And they go like two days later, yeah, I've finished that part. They sent it through. <laughs> but it's like also with like internet speeds and stuff. My band are great. It's just the internet is so yeah. slow. Yeah. We transfer on that. Yeah. Oh God, I'm yeah. So I'm, I'm sure the amount is... of back and forth files you had to send was just being insane. Oh God, it was terrible. Like even just doing stuff for work. So I worked for a few music charities and sometimes like I'd be like filming videos for them and because videos are big files as they are I'd be sending them it would take like four hours on my internet and I'd be like oh god it affects it. everyone else everyone else is like are you finished have you sent it and I'm like I'm trying it's on so zero percent me out like no other so obviously as you say video files are so huge and yeah. I will be I'll be editing on my phone for ages and then I've got to try and send it to myself by email I send it to Reese and I'm just like I, I this is stressing me out so much. Bless you. I can imagine, honestly. I do like a lot of like video editing for like my YouTube videos. And even that stresses my like little MacBook out. It's, oh, it's too it's, much. Yeah, and I've got, my, my, my laptop's not great. And my phone is even worse than that. So I'm there for hours just like, please, I'll do anything. I'll, I'll do anything. That was me. My old MacBook was like a 2015 MacBook. It should have been fine, but every year without fail, it had problems. And I was like, oh my God, but the screen went, the keyboard went, like everything went. Yeah. And in the last, last year I had to upgrade in the summer and luckily it had been my birthday. So like it paid off, but the screen was going and I went back home maybe like two weeks ago and I opened up the laptop. It would not, it would not, it just kept looping on the screen. And I was like, Oh, I'm so glad I bought a new one. Yeah, it's just not ideal. <laughs> not ideal. <laughs> oh my god. So, where where do you ideally see yourself in five years' time, and kind of what plans have you got in place to try and kind of start the ball rolling with all of that? That's a good question. So, to be honest, I can never really see more than a year ahead, which is terrible because no, I feel like as an artist, you should know. But I don't know. I think a lot of things change in my life, so. 
my schedule normally I can see maybe five six months ahead and that'll be like solidly in the books like I'll know what's going on um so for the next like six months for example I've got a few gigs some of them are virtual some of them are in person I want to release the EP I'll have dropped a few singles there's a plan there but for like long term I just kind of throw myself into everything and just apply for as many gigs festivals as possible um and just try and like meet new people and just yeah if you're nice to people I feel like you'll naturally just get there and as long as you're learning along the way you're fine like you'll get there eventually yeah of course and uh, you know I I kind of stick by that as well you know it's about who you meet in life and you've got to be nice to people and and you'll get to where you need to be or want to be through just yeah just kindness exactly there's no need to be like a mean person just be you be fabulous Now, to be fair, I think in this day and age, it's more about who you know than what you know. Yeah. So yeah, totally do you, agree. Do you have anything like, I don't know, is LinkedIn, LinkedIn be any good? Do you have like LinkedIn where you can converse with other like upcoming artists and stuff? See, I don't think LinkedIn is the place for that. It's more like really? Instagram. Instagram is the yeah. one. So I think TikTok as well is now like rising as well. So with Instagram, I have like followed people on there that I've seen at gigs and I've just been like, hey, I really like your music. Like, have you got any gig coming up? And if you go to other people's like gigs and stuff, they're more likely to go to yours and you'll create a really nice friendship. Yeah. Um, and yet TikTok is the one that I've recently found like really helpful in terms of like just widespread, like finding musicians and creatives because I started it in May as a joke. <laughs> and I was like, let's see what TikTok's about. Let's do it for fun. Like, and it's just, now I make half, three part harmony videos every week. So again, so your TikToks and mine are very, very different times. <laughs> so I remember around this time last year, my sister was like, get TikTok. And I was like, get TikTok, please. Yeah. And so I got TikTok as like a joke. Started making yeah. a few videos, got quite obsessed, then deleted it. And then like, maybe like six, seven months ago, I re-downloaded it. And I was yeah. like, I'm not gonna post that much just because I want to have it for the podcast and then my own stuff. And yeah. I've kind of gone a little bit crazy, and um, yeah. yeah. Oh my God. We'll be following each other later. Yeah. <laughs> he, had, he had one year that got like was it half a million views. Yeah, it's got over half he a million. He acted views. like he was a celeb. Oh my! Oh my God! Four days, I was like, I can't leave the house. I can't go and get milk. <laughs> All I need to do is go and get milk. I can't do it. They'll know you. And little, I was like, Don't look at me, please. Oh my God! <laughs> oh my God, that's amazing. <laughs> imagine if this podcast actually does like. Oh, it will. It will. I'll be showing about after this. I'll be like, have you seen the podcast? And then my ego will just keep going. Wonderful. That's all we need. I'm glad someone likes it. But is there any questions you'd like to ask us? Yeah, I had one. How did the podcast start? Like, what was your drive? I want to know. (laughs) Okay, so it actually... An idea of a podcast actually came about back in 2017. Um, I yeah. was I was living at my uncle's at the time because our house was being refurbed. Um, and Reese came around one evening and was like, "We should just we should just do something to try and like you know pass the time and hopefully make money and stuff like that." And we hadn't yeah. we've always wanted to do something, whether it was a business yes. or a YouTube channel or whatever. And so yeah. we were making this list of all these different things. And he was like, "We should do a podcast." And I was like, oh, "Okay, that could work." And then nothing yeah. came of it since, like, after that, nothing came <laughs> of it. And then literally, Amazing. last year, obviously the first lockdown, I was just bored. I was on furlough. I was at home and I just thought, do you know what? Let's let's actually do it. So I called him and yeah. I was like, right, I'm going to set up a Zoom meeting. 
we're just going to talk some rubbish. I'm going to record it and edit it and, and put it out there. If it doesn't work, we'll leave it. If it does work, yeah. right. And it just hasn't ever stopped. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> yeah. But I love the fact that you had the passion and drive to just do it in that first lockdown. Like, we're bored, let's do it. Why not? Yeah, to be fair, I have to, we, have, we have tried YouTube since, like, being year 10. And, like, you, you do a few videos and you're like, oh, I can't be honest. But let's be honest, the editing oh. part is so long. I know. Oh, Especially, draining. Yeah. This is a little bit, because obviously you want it to be perfect and it's never, yeah. ever perfect. So you just, oh, yeah. Just do it. Literally. It's like so, little micro yeah. changes. Yeah. And and that's the thing. So in the first, in the first like, lockdowns, we did just voice-only podcasts. But I was on Audacity yeah. for hours, just like oh, cutting yeah. and... I think the first one was like 54 minutes long because we didn't really have a rhythm. We didn't really know what we were doing with it and stuff. And so I spent, I think, two weeks like editing this oh like, podcast, taking out all the breaths and all like, the pauses and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, um, and then from then, it kind of just got better and easier to edit. And, yeah. and now, obviously, we're, we're doing it like this. this is it, just, we have yeah. our first guest. <laughs> exactly. oh. That's the thing. We've got our first proper guest. And oh my god! It's just I'm glad that it's come <laughs> so far. So, for our listeners that that may not know who you are, um, like where can people find your stuff on social media? How can people keep up to date with what's going on? All of that kind of stuff. Yeah. So my most like interactive platform that I'm on is probably Instagram. Um, so my handle for Instagram is just at Eliza May Official. It's the same for Facebook. It's the same for YouTube. Um, for Twitter, they wouldn't let me have that because it was too many characters, apparently. So oh. they made me have Eliza May music. Um, and then on TikTok, it's at Eliza May underscore. And then I also have a website, which is just www.elizamaymusic.com. So they're all the places. And I'm on Spotify. So, yeah, just type in Eliza May the Fall and you will find me. What I'll do is I'll also put all like the, the socials and links and stuff in like our bio and in our Spotify, things like that. So, yeah. Awesome. I will give you a shout oh, thank out. Thank you. Yeah, we'll give oh. you a shout out. Um, oh, I'll, I'll have to give you one back. <laughs> it's so exciting that we've actually got our first guest. Like, this is yeah. always what I've wanted to do, but I never knew yeah. how to go about it. And, you know, I'm glad that it's, I'm glad that it's worked out and I'm glad that we've managed to get this done. Oh, so honestly, it's the highlight of my day. I've been stuck inside all day. I went on a walk and I was like, right, I've got the podcast. I need to like be in the mood. Like I've got to be ready. <laughs> yeah, I always try to like not stress. And I like plan my days out with like a calendar that's like by the minute, by the like the hour, like yeah. it makes things a little easier. <laughs> but that, that's good though. Like I wish I was more organized like that. I kind of know a general gist of what I'm doing and when I'm doing it, but. I yeah. wish I was a bit more like, okay, at this time I'm doing this, at that time I'm doing that. I'm kind of just like, I know what I'm doing today. <laughs> when I'm doing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To be honest, some days I have to throw it out the window. If I'm not feeling like sticking to time, but I'm like, no, nope, we're not looking at it today. It's fine. <laughs> we'll do it tomorrow. Oh, well, thank you so much, Eliza, for coming onto the podcast. And again, guys, I'll, I'll link all of Eliza's socials um, kind of wherever I can on Instagram and YouTube and everything. Um, and we really hope that our listeners have enjoyed and I really hope that you've enjoyed Eliza and I hope that in the future you want to come back obviously no pressure um, oh no I would but, love yeah. to <laughs> thank you so much for having me it's been so much fun no problem and yeah and we'll see you soon and thank you for listening guys and Eliza good luck for everything and good luck yeah 
Make sure everyone listens to the music. Yeah, That's listen to the music and <laughs> show us some love. And yeah, 100. I think I think at the moment it's like 75 or something on Spotify. So let's make it 100. Please, 100 monthly listeners would be the dream. <laughs> But yeah, thank you again so much. And um, oh no, thank yeah, you. Speak to you very soon. Speak to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.